What's up, yo? Thanks for tuning in Asian Bitches Down Under, the podcast all about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diaspora point of view in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show via Apple, Google or Spotify or any podcast platform of your choice. And we welcome our listeners to support our show by sending us comments, give us review and share our podcast with your fellow podcast lovers. Make sure you check out the episode's show notes for any collaborations we are working with to promote. Thanks again and we hope you enjoy today's show. Trigger warning. This episode contains discussions of sexual assault. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Uh, this is Helen. And it is very sunny here in Sydney and you're listening to a <laughs> you're listening to ABC Classic. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. I have to say, I love seeing how I'm love. I'm, I'm loving seeing skin around. Uh-huh. Like I'm seeing a lot of girls, <laughs> yeah, like wearing kind of summer dresses. I'm like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. Uh-huh. I love it. I love seeing like beautiful girls in beautiful dresses. That makes me sound like an uncle, or creepy uncle, or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it just represents that you know the the warmer weather is finally arriving. Hopefully, yeah, because we've been having like almost close to a month. Of rain. of rain, yeah, yeah, so exactly. Wet. Yeah. And it was quite cold last week as well. And I just went out. So what's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah? What's been the highlight of your week? Uh, highlight of my week. Uh, I finally finished Stranger Country by Monica Tan. I finished this morning, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I think going to the Zoom two Zoom uh, panels uh, the last two days which I will briefly mention probably after the break. And I mm. think the highlight of my week will be watching the movie that you recommended last week, Tick, Tick, Boon. That was a really good movie. With Andrew Garfield, yeah. Yeah, with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, let's that, talk about it now. What, what, what did you think? So it, uh, as Jesse mentioned last week, it's a, about the life or the, uh, of Jonathan Larson, his journey of creating musical um when I was t- when I told my husband about it, he thought I uh, said that oh let's go let's go and watch uh, Tick Tick Boom because Jesse recommended and we haven't really watched a musical film for mm. a very long time. And he he said that oh Tick Tick Boom what is it is it like Will Smith's <laughs> the music <laughs> music MTV Tick oh, Tick okay. uh, I don't know how how it goes like uh, boom boom shake the room <laughs> boom shake the room tick 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 uh-huh. tick boom yeah okay I um, don't know that. It was like the 80s or the 90s one, yeah. Um, it was really good. I think Andrew Garfield, he like he was like almost immersed into that character. Like he's mm, so good yeah. playing such a um, charismatic um, character. Yeah, and also, of course, yes. Um, my husband, Sean, he was actually quite sentimental when uh, there was a scene where he found out that his friend is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, my husband had tears in his eyes because he had friends Aww. that passed away during his college years. Not through HIV, but it was just that, you know, when you're in your 20s and you have friends 
you you have that feeling of your friends like dying that young. It's really yeah, really sad. It's tragic. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, of course that he portrayed that Larson is such a great artist, but he's such a crappy friend and partner. <laughs> like you yeah. say, he's a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just made me feel that creating artistic work is so isolating and lonely, because there's a time that I guess Jesse, you understand. And also, I've watched documentaries about、um, artists and performers that, when they're creating art, at almost at the very final stage, when they're completing their project, it's always very isolating, and they block themselves away from their friends and their family because they want、mm. to chase that deadline and complete it.、Mm. Yeah, it's a pressure、mm. for them as well.、Um, I've seen it. It happened with、um, what's his name, Miyazaki Hayai, the、mm. the head of Studio Ghibli. There's a、mm. documentary that's on NHK. It's a five part documentary, following how he creates his work. And there's a time that he usually would take that he just leaves his family and go to like a seaside village in a little house、mm. where he rented for、mm. maybe a month. To do、mm. things, and during that month,、mm. no one can approach him. He just said, "No one、mm. should just come、um, close to me because I get so grumpy because I can't come up with anything." Yeah,、mm. and it was really good. Yeah, I, I think that. Did you like the music? I like the music. Yeah, and given that, I think I don't know the nineties or maybe it was eighties that the musical industry it seems is already so competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening now. The resilience that you have to have to be in that industry—it's just enormous. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even with now that I guess people in the industry of producing music, they will probably have higher anxiety because、um, with COVID and with lack of support, I guess. Yeah. So that's that's from me. Yeah. And、um, last week I was talking about watching Wheel of the Time, where I kind of、oh, yes. Wheel of Time. Yeah, I yeah. was given a bit of the, the negativity vibes about the show, but、um, we watched. We're on episode four now. I have to kind of like take my words back from last week because the story kind of improves from episode four, where that the. Scenes of strong female leads is starting to, to appear. Where there's、mm, that's good.、Um, woman of color is actually saving everyone. It's it's a kind of like a flip side because you feel like oh there's a burden for the woman of color again, but then she's a hero of the show. Mm, mm. And、uh, there was a part where two characters that have、um, got lost with their friends, that they encountered a group of like a almost like a gypsy community. They're called the Tinkers in the story, and there was a part that was really emotional for me. There's an older woman, almost I I, I almost feel like they're portraying like an indigenous community in like the current world. This old woman was saying that、uh, because they're going through a period of time of battles and war, and someone asked about oh, one haven't you? Consider about revenge because you lost your daughter.、Uh, you lost your daughter because someone, like a group of bandits, raped and killed her. And what she said was that,、um, even though that she had thought about it at the very beginning, 
uh, I, I can't remember the exact word, but her sentiment was that if revenge creates a better world,、mm. what's happening now? Like, we haven't seen、mm. a better world because everyone's、mm. revenging. But what she、mm. wants is that instead of revenge through physical or verbal abuse to the other group, she wants、mm. to create a better world through soft power because that she knows that one day her. I'm gonna cry now because it's so emotional when she said that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because she said that her daughter's life will one day come back <laughs> to this world. <laughs> I'm so bad at talking about this. I fucking love you, man. I fucking love you so much. I love it. I love it. I, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get very emotional as well talking about things. Mm. And do you mu- yeah yeah what were yeah. you was there、say? anything else you wanted to say because I wanted to talk to you I wanted to segue into something else in in regards to crying but I want to <laughs> let you finish first oh okay I'll just briefly talk about Stranger Country absolutely I recommend everyone to go and read it Monica Tan it's only under three hundred pages it's、um, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Her journey through outback Australia,、uh, solo travel by herself with her Toyota Rav4. She's an amazing woman, and she, an Asian woman, considering an、uh, considering a woman that travel solo through Australia is almost impossible. You think about an Asian woman traveling by herself, yeah, and camped. She camped. She didn't stay、mm. in like fancy hotels. She camped all the way through for about almost four months, I think. And、mm. she encountered a lot of microaggressions, a casual racism because she's Asian, of course, in outback. People judge, judging different groups of immigrants differently.、Um, you know how they say that sometimes people have biases between different immigration immigrants. Like Asians are hard workers,、yeah. uh, refugees. A lot of misconceptions like refugees are dull bludgers, etc. And Mm. I want to make a connect correction about what we talked about a couple of weeks ago on a on an episode about Michelle Wu, the Boston mayor,、um, mm. where we were saying that there is there's almost no Asian、uh, or Chinese mayors in Australia, but in fact that in Northern Territory, there has been a lot of Asian communities, and there's actually Chinese mayor up in Northern Territory.、Mm. Yeah, so、mm-hmm. the thing that we don't know about this is because the mainstream history, well, the white history, never talks about the immigrants or the、yeah. indigenous history in our school. So we never know、oh, totally. about outback Australia. You know,、yeah. we don't know much about the New Gold Mountains that was flourished with Chinese immigrants in the late late eighteen hundreds and the multicultural society in the outback. So. This book, it's a brilliant study for almost. I think high school should should、yeah. really include it in their text to read about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's from that's from me. <laughs> God, yes. Yeah. Just just going on with your what you said. Um, it's absolutely right. Um, like yesterday the the bad crime f- festival.、Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, like a kind of a writing festival about crime fiction. Yes. Is going on in Sydney at the moment. And yesterday I d- I attended two sessions. And、um, one of them was with the 
amazing uh, Melissa Luchachenko, who was a, a Miles Franklin Prize winner for Too Much Lip, I think back in 2018. Mm-hmm. She's an Indigenous author, and she um, on this panel she was talking about how Australia is a crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, not just that, but Australia is a crime. Yeah. Like Australia, and it's contemporarily still a crime. That's right. You yeah, know? I totally agree. That, that trauma is not a past thing. It's It still consistently happens every day for Indigenous bodies, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and she was talking about how, and, uh, like, so many of our history, like, uh, so much kind of like, you know how we have Anzac Day to commemorate, um, you know, the, the fallen soldiers, soldiers yeah. the fallen white soldiers mm-hmm. in um, uh, Anzac? Yeah, so she said... Um, new research by an Indigenous historian has found that actually um, throughout Australian history more Indigenous people have died and been killed at the hands of white colonial mm. people than like the men who died in like the Anzacs mm-hmm. and, and it's like well, where are the tributes where are the That's days right. to commemorate yeah. these Indigenous bodies you know so it's kind of like um, she's kind of like saying um, it's almost like as if um, in Germany they didn't have any kind of Holocaust memorial. It's like mm, that bad, mm, you know, mm. um, to the Jewish people. And so it kind of like listening, I feel like um, kind of thinking about just the way in which history is taught continually in the school is still from a very white lens. That's right. Yeah. And it's just so, it's so fucked up. It's so devastating. Mm-hmm. I'm whispering because I'm in a library recording, so I don't <laughs> want to, you know, be too loud. Um, but, yeah, um, and, and I guess, like, just segueing into this idea of trauma and grief and, like, Helen losing it while she was talking about Wheel of Time, um, I went to see um, Prima Facie, which is a one-woman show at the Griffin Theatre this week. It ran in 2019 to sold-out sold out shows in Sydney, and it's now continuing second season or third, I don't remember, in uh, the Seymour Centre. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has, I think in the Seymour there's a bigger space because uh, the Griffin Theatre traditionally is in Darlinghurst, King's Cross, which has a quite a small capacity. But this basically is a one-woman show about a criminal barrister who talks to the audience gives a story about how she became a criminal barrister the strategy she uses but then um, what happens is she becomes embroiled in a romance with a fellow barrister Mm -hmm. and um, that turns very badly like she is sexually assaulted by him and then so she becomes the victim and she experiences what it's like on the other side of the stand and um, I actually like um, I actually went to the bathroom after the show and I fucking lost it in the cubicle Yeah, I cried so hard and I was really embarrassed because I thought the women next to me would have would hear me. Mm-hmm. But like there's just something about that play that really shook me real hard and I couldn't like um and my partner went with me and he was great and afterwards he was like how what do you think about it? I literally couldn't talk about it because I was just still so traumatized by the play. Mm-hmm. Because like it really just it's just so it really hurts. It, like the way that in which you know you lose it when you're talking about mm. things with your daughter and feminism because we live in female bodies and we know how painful it is the constant grieving for for what it means for women mm-hmm. you know and and for our daughters like it really and I I think I lost it because there was some sense in me that knows that nothing will nothing will change that women will still not in a hundred years time women's stories will still continually not be believed you know in the same in the same legitimacy that men's stories are believed you know just even that really makes me like really um all you can do is cry and get upset about it because i just i don't know how the world will get better i really don't know how the world will get better i mean 
obviously I do. I mean, I, I try and do my bit by just, you know, trying to tell more women's stories and trying mm-hmm. to give my attention and pay attention just to women. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I can change things, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, funny that you mentioned the play that you watch. What part of the play that you think triggered you to such powerful emotion? Yeah, yeah. Um, so during the play, I cried quite a lot, like tearing. Mm-hmm. But it was only after the play where I lost it completely. Like I had to go to the bathroom to cry. And I'm not sure. It was just more like just the exhaustion mm. of like feeling, knowing and like letting, feeling all these emotions, like knowing that um, you will not be believed. Like that really hurts me, like to the bones, mm-hmm. knowing that my humanity will not be um, taken as seriously as someone with a penis, basically. Mm-hmm. And that... I just I don't know how that that's gonna change. So I think that's what really hurts me, and that's why I cried. Is that what happened in the play that they played out? That yeah, the, what, well, the reality well, of what we've seen almost every day on yeah. the media. Absolutely, spoiler alert. Obviously, she doesn't win her case against mm. the the guy who mm. raped her. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, funny that you mentioned the play because I kind of lost it the other night. I had mm. a similar. Um, situation because this week in Taiwan there's a legislator a female legislator who has been exposed of the, a victim of domestic violence but she didn't go and report to the police after that it was breaked out on the media mm-hmm. um, so what happened was that I think it was between Tuesday and Wednesday that there was uh, news coming out saying that uh, legislator Gao, Gao Jiayu she's a democratic representative um has been hiding she's been wearing like very fully covered clothes when she's attending parliament and even attending mm. tv shows she was the only one was wearing the mask when you know the restrictions mm. already eased in taiwan so everyone start questioning and you know how the paparazzi um culture in asia it's it's horrible it's definitely it's so yeah. horrible in some countries that they just follow them 24 7 and because she's a good looking if I send you a picture of her, she's a good-looking woman. Um, mm. People, the paparazzi, of course, is going to follow her more. And mm. they wonder about her di- dating life, who she's seen, etc., etc. Anyway, so she's been... Um, photos being leaked out of her. She had bruises all over her arms. And she... There were... T- two days last week or some time before that she was missing she was uncontactable so there was news about coming out saying that um she's been beaten by her boyfriend and right. up until then okay everyone's shocked okay and mm-hmm. I, I, within my own social circles there were people asking oh that's that's so bad that's so sad of her and and then someone asked how come she hasn't reported to the police yeah yet, okay yeah. um when i saw one of my acquaintances asked that i kind of like why do you even ask that? It's like you're. Are you blaming her that she hasn't gone to the police? Yeah. As in, yeah. Of course. Um, why don't you question that? Why hasn't anyone helped her? Like, why hasn't anyone mm. go and comfort her or do the support? You know, or going through the procedures of supporting and things like that. The first question people ask, and also in Taiwanese media, is like, how come she hasn't reported to police? Yeah. Yeah. But to me, that was just so heartbreaking. And I was upset that my, you know, this is coming up from female acquaintances asking that. And I was just calling out saying that, oh, you're kind of victim blaming, you know. She has her reasons mm. of the, not to um, report it. 
and now are we supposed to be mm. like trying to support her even though that she's not our close friends we shouldn't be questioning her why she hasn't do this why she hasn't done that or even mm. some people were questioning her oh she's a legislator herself how come she should have a more clear or rational mind when coming to choosing partners like this mm. is this is just so bullshit that you're questioning someone's decision of not knowing that guy will be beating you and and then i think it was yesterday uh no it was actually wednesday night wednesday evening she this legislator came out on a very brief um like a press conference saying uh telling everyone that yes that she now we're gonna cry again that she went to report so thanking for thanking everyone to um the support and the concerns that have for her and then she uh-huh. stopped crying <laughs> it's such I don't a bad episode because it's just so sad seeing a very strong woman <laughs> she's always been so sharp and questioning in the parliament yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel so bad for our listeners that have to go through this <laughs> listening to me cry. Yeah, I just like I was telling my husband I cry in bed because I just don't think that she needs to go through that. She she doesn't need to go out to public and say what she has done. You yeah. know, what she's doing and and the worst that she said which is so heartbreaking she has to explain herself why she didn't she didn't report at the first place yeah yeah she's That's really heartbreaking what she said was that i never thought that i would experience this yeah like no one wants to go through violence and verbal abuse yeah and when you're a public person you're a pu- yeah. public figure that you have to endure more. And I just feel so sorry for her that she has to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess this is a good time to take a break. <laughs> yeah. I feel like every week when we, we check in with each other and, you know, talk about issues of race and what it means to be a woman, especially an Asian woman, mm. like I, this is something that I hope our loyal listeners, I, I'm sure, will kind of get a sense of. There's a lot of comedy, obviously. You know, you and I, we have a lot of humour because mm. we have to, you know. But every week we come together and we, we go through a lot of... We, we go through a lot of trauma. Like, we take on a lot of trauma yeah. and pain from other women. Mm. And we get it because, I don't know, Helen... Um, I mean, I don't think you've been in an abusive relationship, but I have, and I know the kind of emotional toll that, they, that it takes that it gives to us you know Mm. um and it's kind of it kind of just even that we come every week and talk about these things is a sort of is a gesture in itself of the ongoing struggle Mm. yeah of what it means to be a woman in this world that's right yeah and, and people people who don't know that are not people who have ever experienced any kind of like um identity subject um subjectivity i think yeah i totally agree i think it's not only 
I'm not speaking from my own experience, but I feel painful when I see other women experience, you know, um, violent encounters and in abusive、mm. relationships. And what actually pains me more, and what hurts me more, when I、mm. trying to open the conversation about it, and I hear people saying, "Well, I haven't been into that and that experience," or.、Mm. Like some of that's like what I said before that the the response I got from my acquaintance was that watching reporter and when I tried to、mm. call out and they say that well no I'm I'm they 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 argument is that I'm not asking the right question watching the reporter and that、yeah. just hurt me for more and I will start like I will、um, spiral into this.、Um, I will spiral spiral this into mode that I want to educate them, but at the same time I feel so exhausted because I'll start、yeah. talking about patriarchy, I'll start talking about misogynistic behaviors or inter internalized、uh, misogyny, and they're like, like they they just don't. I don't I don't feel like they will want to listen or they will want to understand because a lot of them are already in the very comfort surrounding. It's、mm. like it's got nothing to do with me, so I don't have to worry about it. But I, I、yeah. think people often feel fall into a comfort zone because you're so relaxed into it, and then one day something hit you. Like for example, for this legislator, like when she said that,、yeah. I never thought that it would happen to me. That was、mm. that was a wake up call for every woman. Honestly, yeah. Okay, so that's that's from me. Okay, well let's take a break, Back, I feel like we need to tell a joke to,、um, you know, calm things down. Okay. Well, I I I I, I don't have a joke, but um,、uh, you know, my favorite thing in the world is rom coms.、Uh -huh. And last night, my best friend in the world, Billy, he and I watched um, we felt like a trashy movie midweek.、Uh -huh. We watched Failure to Launch. Have you seen that movie?、Uh, you know, with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey. I Matthew think I watched probably the most、ago. annoying actor in the world. Was it the one、oh, right, that you、okay. mentioned a while ago? Did you what? Did you mention that movie? I can remember. I, I can remember. I can have the 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 image of the poster in my head. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She she kind of pushing him and he's leaning yeah, back. Yeah. 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 It's basically about a guy who um a bunch、uh, like guy who is in his thirties and won't move out of home.、And、Jessica Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker is like um pay is paid by the parents to make him fall in love with her so that he'll. Want to move out?、Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 such a weird film, man. I mean, Bradley <laughs> Cooper is in it. Zoe Deschanel、oh, okay. is in it. It's such a weird cast.、Um, Kathy Bates plays Matthew McConaughey's mum. But yeah, I swear, Matthew McConaughey. I I really need to do a thorough filmography of him. He is quite kind of like, per,、um, what's the word?、Uh, ubiquitous in Hollywood. Like he's kind of in every, every single movie. Almost, yeah. 
um, yeah, the worst movie I I hate of his is like the worst movie of his is Interstellar, which is just like the worst movie because <laughs> you ever hate made. space genre. I hate space movies because they're all about white men mm. and heroizing white men. Yeah. I hate space movies. Um, Interstellar is the worst movie ever made, period. Um, but, yeah, it was, I mean, you know, we had a couple of laughs last night. Uh, pretty weird. I'm trying to decide whether Sarah Jessica Parker is actually pretty or not. I can't decide. But in the movie, she's quite good looking. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of doing the Sarah Jessica Parker filmography as we lead into next Thursday, the 9th of December. The Sex the and City. Mass- <laughs> Sex and the City reboot, the biggest event of the year, honestly, the biggest event of the, the year. The whitest event as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the whitest event, yeah. Um, yeah, so that 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 is something that I wanted to just, yeah, I really need to write a whole book about rom-coms and why they're just the best You should collaborate ever. with Billy to do that. I think you yeah, will be think yeah, you two will be perfect to write something about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So Helen, this week, tell us what you did. So this week I went to see the Zoom panel by the Asian Alliance. Asian Australian Alliance, apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, about the first one was about anti racism. Uh, sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like um, you know, the topics about racism is just there's everywhere, but then it's also Sometimes you feel like, yeah, it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. But who's actually participating in it? Who's actually getting involved in it? And is there anything happening coming out of this kind of panel discussions? Mm. Because the reality is sometimes I feel like the progress is so slow. It's very slow. And we're still seeing a lot of racism. Not very visible ones, of course. But... Systemic racism it still happens in Australia, basically, you know, most of the Western worlds. Um, so the panels were kind of discussing about the fear of not calling out racism. That's one of the aspects that um, sometimes if you call out, you get attacked again. So there's mm. a backlash of what you do, like especially online and we've seen on Twitter and Instagram as well. In during the past, you know, eighteen months with pandemic, we have a lot of advocates on Instagram that they calling out racism of influencers or TV presenters or sports stars, and then all those, you know, famous people. They have a group of their fan fan base. They have a really strong fan base, and they start mm. coming back to creating fear or threatening the people who actually call out the racism. So where do you go from there? Okay, so that was yeah. one of the problem. And another issue that the panel was discussing was about education. You know, how come we don't have enough uh, teachings about Asian Australian history in in the school? Like I said, that's why I highly recommend Monica Tan's book. And we don't have enough Indigenous history in the school as well. One thing is that I think on the panel there was a teacher in the, on the panel. He said that sometimes we do question why there isn't an attraction for Asians to a- enter teaching because you don't see enough Asian teachers in the teaching teaching positions, and most of them can be very um, rigidly assigned to either maths or science. You don't you mm. don't see Asian mm. English teachers, okay? Yeah. And yeah. One question that we need to ask that do we need to does the system need to make a more welcome industry for to to receive Asians you know to become teachers 
and of course there's representation the Asians at workplace sometimes when we're talking about representations I, I talk I talk to my friends about it and they say that well not really I, I see Asians all over my workplace that's because they're、mm. in finance that's because they're in tech、mm. you know it's very like I said again it's very Rigidly cut, they they've been placed in the very yeah exactly.、Um, help me here box yeah. As in you know there are certain places that you see Asians, but you don't see yeah, Asians、totally. in on a lot, a lot of Asians on television. You don't see a lot of Asians、no. in media.、Um, no, can I just tell、yeah. you? I mean,、um, where my partner lives, Marrickville, probably the best suburb in the entire country, apart from Newtown. <laughs> Oh yeah, Newtown exactly.、Um, Newtown's a bit hectic though, but Marrickville.、Um, there's a Milltown. I feel is a bit gentrified now. Mm, mm. Too many fucking hipsters. But um, uh, Newtown, uh, Marrickville. There's still like a really, really diverse range of not just um races, but age groups.、Mm, okay. Like when I when I walk along Irrawarra Irrawarra Road. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Um, there are like you know Vietnamese mums in their fifties and sixties. Okay. Like I like seeing that.、Mm-hmm. Whereas like when I walk around in Darlington, where I live, what I find is that often the only Asians I see are like um, this is really sad, but like um uh the the people collecting like um cans from people's garbage cans、okay. to, to collect cans to you know go、mm. to the recycling center to get you know money back.、Mm. That makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally get that. Yeah, I think the diversity in the suburb is very important, and what you see is very important. So, what else did they talk about? They talk about the lack of history of Aus- Asian Australians because、mm. we're talking about we are going to get more kids that are born in Australia, but they are Asians. How are you going to ask them that whether or not that they understand about? Any Asian Australian history, like we don't know anything about that, and I think in US because they have a longer period of history, and also,、um, I don't want to say they have a stronger community of a- Asian Americans. They're very spread out as well, but they are they have they have become stronger in the past two years, as far as I've seen and observed in the media that there's a lot more books about. Asian Americans, there's a lot more、um, podcasts that, that are talking about Asian Americans. But whereas、mm. Australia was still very young, we we don't have a lot of representation in that sense. In comparison, yeah. Finally, I want to talk about that、um, one thing that the panel have brought up. I thought was something that is need to present it out to a lot of Asians in Australia is that a lot of internalized racism. That people don't see, you know, they don't see positive racism is a racism. Like sometimes、mm. they take it as a compliment, fetishization. You know,、yeah. um, they think that oh, that's our, that's just an Asian trait. You know, we should take that as a compliment. And model minority issues as well that just boxed,、uh, you know, Asians into a certain frame that is、mm. ex- expected. You know, and yeah. I don't know. It maybe comes down to the Asian cultures of silence, and I was once like that as well. I I don't really voice out my concerns because I just put my head down and work work hard, and I I'm surviving into this society. That's it. But now、mm. we really need to open the conversations and not just trying to show it to the 
white majority here, but also within Asian communities that we really need to talk about because Asian community is so complex. I think it's yeah. so complicated because you have different generations of immigrants. You have Asians that they only they're pretty much. Um, only speak English. You have Asians that's like us, 1.5 generation. You have Asians who are international students, and their language abilities are very different, and also thought processes are very different. So I think conversations around differences with Asians need to be kind of explored as well. I guess. Yeah, and it's it's hard here in Australia because I feel like um, it's. So different in the states where there's so many. I mean, everything is bigger and more, like just in, in terms of quantity mm. in America. Mm. So it's you know there's more Asian Americans, obviously, you know, because there are more people there. But um, I guess to that, I'd say um, there are so many different Asian like with Asians are kind of boxed into this one kind of subset. But there are so many different kinds of Asians here in mm-hmm. Australia alone. Yeah. Like, um, and just because you're an Asian doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to be on the same team as you know, as the other, the next Asian. Mm-hmm. Where we all have different priorities. There are like white Asians, <laughs> white Asian. you know, and then there, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to mention them here, but you know who I'm talking about, who are basically white people. Yeah, um, it's. I guess this is why Helen and I continue to do this. That we can kind of create that space and mm. reach out to other Asian people to have um, opportunity for them to see that, you know, there are Asian people creating stuff out there. Yeah, that's right. Making a space for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think every Asian uh, needs to really create the space and just take up space. Just yeah, go ahead exactly. and take up space, yeah. Um, yeah. The second Zoom that we were supposed to, or what I was supposed to watch, was literally last night. And I really apologize that too. I, mean, I feel so sorry because I, I have it on my notes last night, but I was just so flat out with uh, so much things happening in my household that I missed it. And I only caught up in the final like 10 minutes. Uh, the Zoom panel was on diversity in media. Again, it's by Asian Australia Alliance. And they do have, they have recorded a, um, the discussion so you can look it up on Facebook which is brilliant mm-hmm. um, when we talk about diversity in Australia sometimes when this um, Zoom panels happen I, I keep asking myself like what kind of people are watching these Zooms are they like me or are they actually people in the media um, industry that actually want to contribute and make change mm. you know mm. Um, aka white people like do they really want to make change like what do we want Mm. what do we want to get out of these discussions like do people in power positions of media industry watch discussions like like this and think oh yeah i need to consider people of color in my shows i need to diversify and have more variety of Mm -hmm. kinds of people in my television productions like i asked questions like this and i you know i wonder whether or not it can actually make change Discussions are good, you know, opening up dialogues is yeah. fine. But coming back to what I was saying, I think a couple, uh, a little while ago, we Jesse and I was talking about we need uh, seeing advertising about Bachelorette 2021 and mm-hmm. all the medias are splashing across titles saying that, oh, the most diversified <laughs> Bachelor franchise, yeah. you know, in the history and they're finally having someone who is... 
bisexual and, queer. and yeah, uh, yeah queer and first nation to be the bachelorette yeah and i'm so happy to see that i'm happy to see that it's a great start but i also feel like if you look at the appearance of all the co- contestants I don't know if you call them contestants because I never watched the show. Yeah, they're contestants. I just watched... Losers. <laughs> I just seen the photo. They're all from the same cohort of the previous seasons and you need to be in a certain body shape. You have need to have certain yeah. hair length, colour of your skin need to be the desirability of the white standards to be on the show. There isn't... I think if you look at... I, I sent you the... Didn't I send you like a photo earlier today, Jess? Yes, yeah. yes. If you look at a group shot of the older people that's in Bachelorette of 2021, you do not see one single person that looks either like Jess or I. Yeah, yeah there's no East or Southeast Asian. Southeast Asian. There's yeah. no African American. I can see one guy who's in the pink suit. He might be mm. of black heritage, but mm. that's it. And yeah. you have uh, male contestants are pretty much from the same or similar industries. Carpenters, yeah. the tradies. <laughs> Very Aussie. Okay, that's oh all I can God. say. Very standard white Aussie. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I find that so funny when people, whenever people use diverse, I just find it so sickening and funny. Because it's not like where are the big bodies? Where are the fat bodies? Mm-hmm. Where are the dis- where are the disabled where's, bodies? Yeah, where that's the right. I know. Neurotypical neuro. Where's the neurodiversity? Like obviously, it's for TV. TV is probably like the worst place on earth to 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 claim this space of diversity because it doesn't it doesn't sell. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't get the views. Um, yeah, if you if you have your face on TV, you have somehow managed to just be skinny enough to be. Um, uh, pretty enough to be acceptable enough mm-hmm. um, to be um, normal quote unquote normal enough um, yeah you never see any fat bodies on television mm-hmm. you never see any dark skin people on Australian television um, you know you need to be right skin color mm-hmm. honestly like people whoever who, like, if you've somehow managed to make it onto TV you're not smarter you're not prettier um, maybe you're just you're just born with a good face um, but that's you know that's your luck mm-hmm. um, you did nothing to do that to get that um, you're not better than anyone else. You just happen to be, yeah. It's just this. Um, television is probably the sickest place on 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 the on the universe in the universe. I think it's just like a very narrow narrow cohort of the society mm. who get to get to um, say to have any kind of platform or say any kind of um, I- ideas or just espouse any kind of identity on like to a wide audience. Um, you just happen to be skinny enough. Mm-hmm. That's all, and the right, uh, the right skin color. That's right. Yeah. Like when we ask, like, why the lack of diversity in Australian media? It's down to just white supremacy and the obsession about whiteness yeah. in almost every community, even within Asian communities that we know how obsessed people are with whiteness because there's a misconception about that white is good, white is pure, white yeah. is the savior of the world, and every time we that whiteness is been called out people kind of lashed out and denied the fact that it is the truth because everyone's obsessed about it but they, they deny to see that oh no it's just how you present it's like a default mm. yeah I, I don't know how is that going to be changed in the future yeah I, I don't have any answers either but you know um, we keep chipping away at a question mm-hmm. maybe if we get a better question we will be closer towards a better answer mm. Yeah, just keep on questioning ourselves. 
That's right. Yeah. I'm saying that um, we're going to give a final plug for Slanted Theatre, the Street Fat Virgins on the Sample. It's an all Asian female cast theatre production that's happening now at um, KTX Theatre. Sorry if I mispronounced that. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. That in one? Yeah. The, uh, in King's Cross. Yeah, at King's Cross. Uh, last two, final two nights, tonight and tomorrow night. We will be going to the final night's production, and I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be great. We'll do like a summary next week on our yeah, yeah. on our talk. Okay, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Remember to give us a five star rating, and we welcome listeners to send us your feedbacks or any topics you would like us to explore. Check out our updates on our socials and make sure that you share with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of Asian bitches down under. And let's continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it from me this week. We'll talk to you next time. Stay safe and cool, guys. Bye.